is episode number 112 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Standard of the Leaders Institute, and our goal is to help you build strong teams while growing a successful business. If you're here in the United States, happy Independence Day. It's July 4th, and today we're going to, to cover a topic that I covered in the, like the first couple of weeks of doing the podcast. It was about how to remember names. This is one of those skills that most people think they really struggle at, but it's one of those things that if you do things just a little bit differently, you can remember names very, very quickly and easily. I'm going to show you some of the tips that I use in this podcast. By the way, as always, if you like the sessions, don't forget to subscribe to the High Impact Leaders podcast and make sure to rate the podcast. Leave me a review wherever you download the show. And if you have questions for me or comments, you can always tweet me at Doug Stannard, or you can contact me via my, via my website at leadersinstitute.com. All right, so let's get on with today's topic. So our topic today is how to remember names. This is an astonishing way to place names with faces. If you've ever been in one of those situations where you meet somebody or you run into somebody that you know, but you just can't remember that person's name, it can be very awkward for both you and the other person. Years ago, I came across an astonishingly easy way to remember names. That is, it's actually really, really helpful. And there are just a few vital steps in the process. However, if you follow every single step, you can avoid those awkward social situations. So first, let's cover why remembering people's names is, is important. Because when we remember somebody, we're telling that person, hey, you're important. You, you were worth noting. Therefore, when you, we forget a person's name or use the wrong name, that can sometimes leave the opposite impression. So there are multiple situations uh, that you can find this specific skill set helpful. Uh, in fact, something as simple as if you want really, really good service at a restaurant, one of the best ways to do that is to call the waitress by name when you place your order. Most servers, when they come to their table, when they come to your table, he or she's going to tell you their name and they'll take the drink order. And for most of us, we're so self-focused that we all, we're often thinking about our drink versus what she just said. So we didn't even hear it. We didn't even hear her tell us her name. Since most people forget her name right away, you'll set yourself apart as a customer when you remember. Um, and by the way, she, she'll like you more. And as a result, you're going to get better service. Plus, you know, waitress job is is a is a pretty tough job, and and when you show a little appreciation, then you make that process much much easier. You can also use this specific skill as a way to kind of become the center of influence at a party. Um, you can introduce a new acquaintance to other people at that party, and for instance, when you meet a person, ask that person some questions, get to know them. Find out what that person does. Then as the new person, as, as somebody else enters your group, you just introduce your new friend, the person you've been communicating with for the last few minutes with the person who just kind of came into the group. Um, most people, by the way, uh, for, at business card exchanges and social functions um, where we don't really know anybody, those kind of situations can be awkward. So when you, when you use that name recall, you're also easing the tension 
that each of those other two people is feeling. Their first impression of you, by the way, will be stronger. It's going to be more positive, and they're both going to like you more. Incidentally, you'll also become a center of influence in that room. You're going to be the person that everybody wants to be around because you're the person that makes it, makes the awkward less awkward, right? Uh, if you if you if you are or if you want to be a leader in business then the skill of remembering names can also set you apart from the competition. The, the people who work for you want to feel appreciated. When, when you call them by name and you compliment their work, they're going to feel more important. They're, they're going to feel that appreciation from you. Customers want to feel appreciated too. So let's say that you're at a customer's office and the big boss who you only met once three years ago pops in. If you can remember that person's name, you create a positive impression. She most likely has forgotten your name, by the way, but now she's more likely to remember you the next time because you remembered her name. A small gesture like that, like remembering names of, of, of people that you only meet in short instances, it goes a long way. It leaves a good impression and really builds long-term business relationship. Now, if you're not really good at remembering names, don't worry, because there is hope. One of the first things that we tend to teach in our uh, leadership classes, the high-impact leaders class that I teach, is a simple technique about how to remember names. And the technique is so simple that most people in a 20-person class, that's kind of the average class size that we have, will be able to recall not only the first, but also the first and last name of every single person in the classroom that they just met maybe an hour or two prior to doing this activity. So let me take you through the process just very quickly, and I'll give you some, some uh, tools that you can use to help you use this process in real life. So to memorize a name and then also to be able to match that name with a face, follow this mnemonic device that we created. You want to make sure that the name kind of sticks in your memory. It sticks in your brain some way. So we, we like to say that you want to use what we call Elmer Glue. It's just an acronym, L-M-E-R, Elmer Glue. Step one is the L in Elmer, and you want to look at the person person's face as he or she is saying their name and then really listen to that person's name. <laughs> Step two is you want to kind of skip the me in the middle and go to the R in the Elmer and repeat the name once or twice right away. That way you, you don't have to, to be a weirdo by saying the name out loud or anything like that. You can just repeat the name internally in your head and the name is more likely to stick. Um, so the next letter in the acronym though is an R, as I mentioned before, <laughs> And that's correct. The the M and the E in the middle, we're going to say we're going to put me in the middle. That's actually a, a way to help you memorize this technique. It, it, it helps you draw attention to something that's really, really important. So step three is to put me in the middle. Yep. That is um, me using the technique, right? The M reminds us to make a mind picture of the person's name and create a key image to help you remember. And then finally, the E tells us to exaggerate the picture. The reason why we're saying put me in the middle is you got to make sure and put that person in that mind picture somewhere. So we're going to create an image of that person's name, but we're actually going to put the person in that image as well. It's not as hard as what you might think. Let's just kind of break each one of these components down in a step-by-step -step fashion, and, and it actually gets a whole lot easier. In fact, if you just focus on step one, you'll actually increase your name remembering ability exponentially just by doing that. So step one, again, is to look and listen. Look at the person, get a strong mental image of what that person looks like, his or her facial features, 
what characteristics characteristics make that person unique what makes that person different from other people focus on that those specific characteristics so is the person large is the person small is the person tall thin lots of hair no hair listen clearly to the name as he or she says it and then it might be appropriate if the person has a as a different kind of last name or a first name or it's kind of hard to pronounce ask the person to maybe to repeat his or her name if you didn't hear it clearly the first time um, but again you want to find the distinct distinctive feature to focus on what is it about that person that makes him or her kind of unique as you're listening to the name now most people forget the other person's name right away because they didn't really hear it in the first place. Our focus is on other things, so we just aren't paying attention. So instead, as the person says his or her name, focus entirely on that person. You'll be totally different if you do that. Just as an FYI, if you only need to remember the name for a very short period of time, this step is is often all you need to do. You don't have to do any of the more complicated things we're gonna focus on. Those are more long-term type things, long-term memory techniques. So if um, if it's a small group of people, if you only need to remember a name for a short time, if you get, if you're collecting business cards or something like that, basically just step one. That's all you really really need to do. Uh, as I, I mentioned earlier, that uh, that you you get better service if you remember the waitress's name. So most often, you just you just need to pay attention to her when she tells you her name. <laughs> Remembering a person's name has far more reaching benefits, by the way whether it's short-term or long-term memory. All right, so step two, step two. This is the, the one that if it's not a short-term kind of thing, if it's a name that you really need to remember over a longer period of time, or it's a group of people you're going to be working with and you're meeting them for the first time, then you can do step number two, which helps a lot. is just to repeat the name. That repetition helps you remember what the person said. So repeat the name once to the person when, when you're introduced. For instance, Something like, well, nice to meet you, Joe, right? Then repeat the name once or twice in your head, internally, just to yourself. That helps a lot. Continue to look at the person, though, as you repeat the name to yourself, because the average person is going to forget the name within just the first few seconds. So that quick repetition helps you buck that trend. If you're exchanging business cards or if everyone is wearing name tags, you can probably just kind of stop here. So it's like I said before, the 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 technique gets more complicated as you go further, but it also lasts longer. But if somebody if everybody's wearing a name tag, then you probably just want to focus on step one and maybe step two. If um, if you're just meeting a waitress at a restaurant, eh, you're probably never going to see her again or him again. So step one is probably as far as you really need to go. So steps one and two, though, will work in, in most cases. Um, if all else fails, though, luckily, most events that you go to, most meetings that you go to, people are going to have a name tag. They do that on purpose. But I assure you, um, this is this is a tried and true method of of memorizing an, an activity. I myself, I, I use it all the time, and I've been able to successfully remember rooms of names at one time quickly and easily. And every time I do it, it astonishes the people astonishes the people who are there. Um, however, if you really, 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 really want to remember names long term, then this next step is going to move that name into the permanent memory. So step three is to create a mind picture. This is the first part of that putting me in the middle. 
the mind picture, the brain remembers images, not words or letters. So even when we're trying really hard to remember a name, we often try to spell that name in our heads. <laughs> you ever notice how people kind of do that, how you'll do that? Name tags will actually hurt because of this, by the way, because we're looking at that person's name written out in letters. It makes it more difficult to remember that name once they take the name tag off. Um, we, um, we basically what's happening in our head is we're seeing the letters. We're trying to remember the letters instead of the face or a visual image of that person. So instead, try to remember an image that helps you remember the name. In many cases, you really just need to remember the person's first name in order to make this work. So that makes it a whole lot easier. When, when this is the case, by the way, creating an image for that name is pretty easy. For instance, if the person's name is Mike, I typically just kind of picture that person holding a microphone. If the person's name is Wendy, I picture her walking through a brisk wind or brisk breeze, and, and the, the wind is kind of blowing her hair, her coat, her scarf. For John, I, I, I picture a you, know, you get the picture anyway, right? So it's a, some of you get that joke later. Um, so when when you get the picture, you basically just create it in your mind so that you can kind of see that person. Some names aren't as easy to come up with visuals for. So there are two options. One is to break down the difficult name into syllables to create more memorable pictures. For instance, Stephanie, you know, Stephanie is a really, it's hard to come up with a single picture. It's not like a microphone or a, or a toilet or something like that, right? Stephanie, Stephanie. So you, you can break it down a little bit to form a good picture. You might break the, have the, create a picture anyway of Stephanie holding a staff, you know, a staff and breaking that staff, staff over her knee. So breaking the staff over her knee, staff knee, staff knee. It creates an image for Stephanie. Um, as long as you're getting something fairly close, it, it'll get you there, right? Another example might be Courtney, Courtney. You know, so she's on a court and kneeling down. She's kneeling down on the court, or maybe she falls on the court and, and bangs her knee. Um, all you really need to do is to kind of get close to that person's name with the images, and, and it'll help you remember these things. Um, by the way, if you need to remember the full name, it does take a little bit more time. However, with a little practice, the name remembering technique gets easier and easier and easier. The full name should create a single picture, the one single picture. For instance, my name is Doug Stanert. Stanert. So if you picture me, if you remember to remember my name, you can just picture me holding a shovel because it just dug a hole and the dirt from the shovel has fallen around my waist. So I'm standing in dirt. So Doug Stan Dirt. Uh, the image, you know, it's it's basically creating the, the full name in a single image, a, a single picture. Again, all you really need to do is get close. It doesn't have to be perfect. And for, for full names, by the way, the simplest way to string together and connect the mental pictures is in kind of a little mini story. Uh, so I mentioned earlier that the me in the middle would be important. So don't forget to put the actual person who you're creating this image for in the mind picture. Otherwise, You'll be great at remembering the name, but you won't remember who, who that name actually belongs to. All right. So real quick, before we kind of end up, let me give you step number four, which is the E in the me in the middle. And you want to exaggerate the picture. For some reason, the human brain remembers things 
that are odd or different than normal pictures. So if you ever picture a guy named John setting on the John, then you're never going to forget that person's name. And in fact, the more danger that you put into the picture, the easier it is to remember. If you add humor into the picture, it, it gets even better. Uh, fear, anger, sorrow, all of those emotions kind of work. So by putting emotion into the picture, your brain is going to hold on to that picture longer. Uh, so if you can tie in the emotion, it, it helps. I, I'll give you an example of how emotion helps you remember. Um, you, you could picture Mary in a wedding gown, right? So Mary, she's getting married. And, and that's likely to work, by the way. However, if you picture Mary in a wedding gown crying at her in, in her apartment all alone because he, her fiance left her at the altar, you're never going to forget the name Mary, right? So keep in mind that Mary didn't get left at the altar. She, her fiance didn't not show up. So there's no need to actually feel sorry for her. It's just that, that, that it just adds more to the name remembering technique. If you're adding emotion to the, the image that you're creating uh, for Jackson, you know, picture him jacking up a car, you know, Jackson, Jack, um, then out of the blue, the car falls off the jack, crushing his son. Again, no children are hurt in this image. You're, we're not actually hurting Jack's son. But for some reason, that danger that, oh, my God, especially was bloody and gory and stuff like that. For some reason, the human brain remembers that. So just kind of keep that in mind. For some reason, the human brain focuses on trauma and traumatic images. So since we know this, we can use that to our advantage when we're trying to remember, remember names. Um, and by the way, an absurd image works just as well because the, the more exaggerated that they are, the more you're likely to remember the person's face and name. So um, let me just tie this up with just a couple of quick things about remembering names that are really important. Um, when people try to use this technique, they typically, typically kind of give up too soon. The, the technique seems hard in the beginning. The first time you kind of try this, you'll go, oh my God, that takes too much time. That's too hard. That's too difficult, right? Since the memory technique takes a little effort to get started, most people never even give it a shot. They never even try. They might attempt it maybe once, but then they go, eh, no, nah, that's, that's harder than just remembering the name, right? Um, you might find yourself kind of pushing back because in the moment following these steps for an un unfamiliar name, well, it's going to be daunting. And that in that moment, it's going to be kind of challenging. But just, just like any skill, though, it takes... It takes practice and and it's a new way of of, um, of of doing something that you've been trying to do your whole life, right? Without the the pressure of time and necessity, though, you can try Elmer on your spouse, your in-laws, friends, people that you already know. You already know these people's names. Just try to use the technique with them. And, uh, and that'll help you get practice kind of creating these images. Uh, and then with a quick little short description or story, it, it kind of sticks. Uh, the last couple of tips can actually take a little bit of the pressure off, though, because sometimes what will happen is people will go, man, it's just going to take too long, especially in the beginning. And I don't have enough experience doing this. And so I'm never going to get good at it. There's no need to create a mind picture on the spot in most cases. <laughs> so this is where a lot of the pressure gets taken off and you can get some practice with a lot of time to, to kind of do it. Um, you don't really need to go through all four of those steps while you're meeting 30 people at a party. 
As you kind of network through the room, though, you're only going to meet maybe one, two, three, four people at a time. So just go through the steps one or two, you know, just steps one or two with with each new person. So really look and listen, um, repeat their name a couple of times, and that's all you all you want to do in the first with the first few people. Then as you move on and before you start networking with new people, with new people, as you kind of leave those first couple of people, now do steps number three and four. Try to create a name picture for that person's first name and put that person in it. And then make the name, the picture kind of exaggerated. So when I first started the Leaders Institute, by the way, I used to to um, go to a lot of business card exchanges, uh, you know, back when it was my company was fairly local at the time. And so I was doing all of these small business breakfasts and chambers of commerce meeting and association meetings and stuff like that. Um, I, I'd spend time getting to know maybe two or three new people while I'm networking there. And then I'd collect business cards from, from each person as I was leaving or sometimes during the conversation. Uh, and then when I was away from the group, I'd make notes on the back of the business cards. I'd, I'd try to identify something recognizable about each person's appearance. What did I really remember about that person, about the way she looked or about the way he sounded or about her his height or her or girth or whatever it is, you know, something that was unique or different, hair color, odd hair, hair color, um, eyes, uh, whatever. And it, whatever was unique about that person, I kind of jot that down on the on the back of the business card. I didn't do it while I'm standing with them, right? I didn't do it while I'm in the group of two or three or four people and we're talking. I waited until the conversation kind of broke up and then I'd pull that business card out and, and start to make a few notes. Um, uh, it, it, I also, I'd also make notes about their business and who they sold to and what they did for a living. And finally, I'd spend a couple of minutes creating the mental picture for each person's name. So I would kind of try to recall that person in my mind, remember what he or she, she looked like. Um, obviously, if they're still in the room, I can still look at them from from uh, from uh, across the room or something like that. And if I found someone else in the room, by the way, after I did this process, who was a good customer for anyone that I had already spoken to, I would go introduce them. And after doing this for a year or so, every time I walked into one of these rooms, flocks of people were coming toward me. Flocks of people wanted to be around me because I was the person who was making this whole process easier. And I was the person that could introduce them to influential people. And, and so this really, they, they realized that I helped them network more efficiently. And so I was very popular. As a result, I became the center of influence in each of these rooms. So during these business meetings, I left a good first impression because because I was able to string a, a group of people together all while remembering each name in a, in a very unique way. And you can do this as well. Um, so, so basically just kind of go through this step-by-step process. The next time that you're out networking, networking with people, the next time that you're meeting with people, um, when you get away from them or when you run to the restroom or you're in your car and you're making notes, that kind of thing, you can jot down the mind pictures and that'll help you remember the next time when you go back and meet those people again, see them again, especially if they're out of context and you can call them by name, they're going to see you as being a very, very remarkable person. So I encourage you to put this into practice. By the way, what I did was on, if you go, if you click the link in the description on the podcast notes, 
Uh, it will take you to the show notes that I created for this. So the show notes have all of the, the step-by-step process, how to use it, how to put this into practice. And I also created a name cheat sheet for you. This is one of those things that it has, it has the pictures that I use anyway. You don't necessarily have to use these pictures, but if you kind of think of them as you meet new people, it'll make the name remembering part, the mind picture part, a whole lot easier. That's free. All you have to do is just go to the, the website, just click the link. It shows up. No, you don't have to put an email address or anything like that in. Um, it's right there for you to, to uh, take part in. So um, hopefully that's going to be very, very helpful for you. And thanks a lot for being a part of High Impact Leaders. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>